The Florida Panthers explode in the second period to sweep this season series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, get some depth scoring, and Matthew Kachuk continues his hot streak. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, February 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. If you follow me on X at Monoman12, follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first purchase. So the Florida Panthers go into PPG Paints Arena, their first road game since January 27th, right before the All-Star break. So picking up right where they left off on, on the road and now getting their ninth straight road victory. And just incredible how, how the Panthers have have continued this uh, streak their their last loss coming on December 18th against the Calgary Flames but we it but we do have a special guest on today's show uh he he has been on the show before but today we are bringing in he is from the hockey writers very similar name to the hockey news just one different word uh here so he is from the hockey writers uh Panthers writer Joey Ganzi Joey Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks. Very, very happy to be back, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on uh, in the first place, my friend. Uh, I want to discuss more about the biggest takeaways uh, from from this game um, for for the Florida Panthers. And really, for me, the biggest takeaways for me was how the Panthers were able to control the gaps against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, I know that the 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 Cats they were mostly in their zone. I know the shots said four to three after one. The 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 Penguins were in the in the Panthers uh, zone for a lot of it, but the Panthers, as far as disrupting zone entries and getting blocks uh, sh- shots blocked in front of their own net, really really is what set the tone uh, for me. And especially those two uh, power plays where the first one, uh, the Panthers equaled the amount of shots against the Penguins and all, uh, getting a shorthanded chance themselves. But then really, uh, when it when it came to that second period, and and as far as the explosion for the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers, as far as countering uh, as well in transition, the 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 battles that they've won on two of those goals in the second period as as well, uh, especially the especially the one that uh, Montour shot for Gajevich, that was the battle that was won as, as well. And really, the the Panthers continuing to just uh, not give uh, not give the opposition quality chances as in front. I know uh, by the time the third period uh, got going, I mean it was too late for the, for the penguins, as far as the, the score, as far as that dominating the possession, but still the Florida Panthers did not go away from their, their style of, of game. And Lundell gets two goals on the night. Matthew Kachuk gets three assists, uh, continue his amazing run. And they didn't have to rely on Barkov scoring Reinhardt, Carter Hagee. So they got the depth scoring uh, necessary in this one. And that is great to see when still we are trying to figure out what the Panthers need as far as depth scoring. They got it on the night. Uh, your biggest takeaways uh, on the night 
uh, for the Panthers. Uh, just to touch on Matthew Kachuk, a little disappointing to get the Gordie Howe, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> um, I think Pittsburgh just constantly still had their last game on their mind the entire night because you could see them getting frustrated throughout the first, second, and third period. They were taking like bad penalties all throughout the night with the, specifically even the cross check on Kachuk on that breakaway. Mm-hmm. And they were just the entire night. It just felt like they were they were living in their head rent free. Like it, 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 you could see it affect their entire style. You could see it affected their entire gameplay. Um, the it felt like they had a sh- they even after they scored that one goal. It just after they made a five one. It just they just kind of seemed like it fell flat. It just I, I don't get me wrong. Florida played a fantastic game. I, that's probably the most one of the most complete games. I've seen them play all season. They locked it down defensively. They scored on the chances they got. And they made their power play work the best of their ways, even without relying on, on like you said before, the top scoring from Barkov or Reinhardt or Verhage. They made it work. And that's what good teams do. They find ways to win. Yeah, and you're t- talk, about, uh, talk about getting in the opposition's head. I mean, uh, Colin White sends uh, Nick Cousins over the board, and then Ekblad is right there to defend him as well. Uh, there's a four-on-four to start the, the, the second period as, as well. Mikola delivers a really hard hit on uh, on Jake Gensel uh, on the night as well, which and and let's also not forget that there could have been an opportunity for momentum to shift in this in this game as as well. Uh, but the but the Pittsburgh Penguins did have a goal that was uh, um, disallowed due to a high stick by Lars Eller. Eller that could have been one nothing at the time, and then a few minutes later, the Florida Panthers get the get the get the um go up one nothing as well and i'm gonna save something for segment number two as far as the moment where i thought this game was won or lost but also the florida panthers is uh, um even though you know it's it it's really close play as far as uh as far as russ uh grabbing the stick of Bobrovsky on the gensel goal as as well uh but you know to to expect two challenges one in in this economy for the Florida Panthers, <laughs> uh, not not expecting that as, as as well. But just uh when it comes to how quick the Florida Panthers can just make you pay with their puck battles, I mean, think about the the goals, the three goals that they scored. Those are three goals on six shots. The first two goals are thirty four seconds apart as as well. It's like the it's like the Panthers crushed the opposition's hopes and dreams uh, as far as the Pittsburgh Penguins and keeping, uh, keeping the top guns in check as well. Just looking at Sidney Crosby's individual uh, individual numbers as well as when, when he was on, when he was on the ice as well. Uh, Minus a Corsi four percentage as as well for, for him, for, for, for uh, Sidney Crosby on, on the night, just the, just really, really tough night for for the Panthers, and also I want to give a lot of credit to Gus Forsling, Aaron Ekblad. That pair continues to just play so well. Gap control was incredible. Winning the puck battles too, and I mean, I mean, listen, Bobrovsky saw nothing. I, I shared the screenshot from Natural Stat Trick. There's everything in the middle was protected, and that's just continuing for the Florida Panthers to just embracing their style of play. And even Matthew Kachuk post game. He was saying how that's what that's the tone that they want to start with. Uh, they want to be physical and then and giving them zero ice to play with. They also like we t- talked about before. 
that they want to get in their heads. They want to make it feel like we're not going to let you do anything at all. And that stat backs up how good their defense is. I believe they're, I don't know if the stats changed with overnight, but they were second in the league in overall goals against with 2.5 GAA. They have just, they have just found ways to win defensively. And it's, it's starting to frustrate the opposition. And we saw that all night going on. And even the defense is jumping up in the scoring. It's that's not fair. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's going to be – it would take, like, maybe, like, three or four straight shutouts for the Panthers to pass the Winnipeg Jets as far as uh, goals against uh, per game. So that's how great the Winnipeg Jets have been uh, playing, even though they've had a little bit of a slump uh, lately uh, after going 25-plus games with um, giving up three goals or less. Just an incredible run that the Jets did go on before that was broken by the Boston Bruins as well. And also, speaking of the Jets scoring – Gatchevich gets his second on 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 the uh, of the year on on that one, and also just when when it comes to just <laughs> just continuing how how this team is just so bought in and just how when when it comes to the depth scoring too, the power play goal that the Panthers scored that came from their second unit too. You don't you're not overly reliant on the first unit too as far as that with when Aaron Eckblad scored as well so that's also the thing that makes you feel good on the night especially when you ha- have to play a game uh tomorrow night as well so that's also the another point that i want to bring home as well with getting the scoring on power play to lundell getting to <laughs> especially after the puck goes <laughs> probably a mile in the air and then that's just unfortunate <laughs> yeah that's just the the that's just the p- penguin season in a nutshell i mean i mean just, just uh, bad luck. I mean, Etulus Serenin, he was on the forecheck on Crosby that caused that turnover uh, right before, uh, right before Lundell shot the puck as well. So, cred- a lot of credit goes to Etulus Serenin on that one, creating the opportunity as well, and credit to Nick Cousins on that breakup that created the uh, rush opportunity where all eyes were on Kachuk, and then just getting it to Lundell out in front. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss more about our three stars and when we thought this game was won or lost. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Camino Consulting. And how would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict on ongoing onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you hope? Get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February by using the discount code locked on. Again, that is discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today 
now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Back on this Thursday, February 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. Here with Joey Ganzi of the Hockey Writers. And Joey, I want to discuss more about the the just the when we thought this game was won or lost uh for 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 the Panthers and at first I was thinking when the Panthers killed off the first uh PK for the Penguins you you matched shot for shot with them one and one there but my my moment for for me I I wanted to choose a different one I felt that was too simple uh for for that and it's the first goal of the game at 428 of the second period Bobrovsky makes a big stop on Sidney Crosby as the uh, as the PK ended, and they go straight on the counter uh, where Kachuk gets it to Evan Rodriguez on the give and go return feed, and then scores. And that was the first of Matthew Kachuk's three points on the night, which now Matthew Kachuk has thirty seven points uh, since December twenty third. In- just incredible the run that he's on. That was my moment as far as when I thought this game was won, and at the time it was only one nothing uh, for for the Panthers as far as as far as getting 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 the lead and the Panthers never looked back from there. That was my moment because the Panthers, because even on the defensive end, the P- Penguins were starting to get the shots off, but it was hitting their own players and not even getting to the net for Sergei Bobrovsky. So you felt confident that special teams, which season series, 14 of 15 for the Panthers, in, in the season series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, 37 of 39 in the nine game road winning streak too. something to think about. So that was my moment uh, when, when the first goal happened on the counter uh, for the Panthers. Uh, what was your moment? Well, I'm, I'm completely in agreement with that. It just felt like after that first goal, they just locked everything down. Um, but for me, it had to be what ended up being the game winner in Aaron Eckblad's goal. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because let's think about this. They were actually getting the penalty kill going over on the other end. Imagine if they killed that off. They all say a 2-0 lead is the worst lead you can have in hockey. Fair enough. If that penalty gets killed off, they could have flipped the strip and changed momentum completely. Ekblad took the puck in his own hands and said, you know what? I'm going to bury this. And that's what he did. I think he ripped it like top cheese, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. That that goal was disgusting. I mean, (laughs) the toe drag and just ripped it top corn beautiful and once again it goes back to the panthers winning their battles and then when you and then when the puck actually gets to aaron Eckblad back in the point you see a, a shooting lane that's open and you see him take a few steps too to to get a better um better percentage shot and before the shooting lane could even close firing it as as he was choke um toe dragging it towards that right wing circle as well so that's a, that's another thing that it, that comes that comes with that and and not waiting too late until that shooting lane closes as as well. So that that's a great point that you brought up as far as and that was the goal to to make it uh three nothing, uh, three, three nothing at the time and that was uh right right before the power play ended. Um that was the one where Ryan Lomberg was taken down right on the face off. Uh, by Marcus Pedersen as as well, so that was the the power play goal from uh, that that penalty. Uh, three stars of the game. Uh, 
we don't really give this guy a lot of number one stars. So I'm going to give for today because he gets the two goals. I know it wasn't the GWG, but it's a, it, we don't. But I want to give it to Anton Lundell on, on the night as well. Uh, I know there's there has been some shakeups as far as the forward lines. Now he's playing with Evan Rodriguez. So Evan Rodriguez, two points on the night. Uh, so good, good for him. And as far as that. So there, there's a confidence level in that line right right now for 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 the Panthers uh, with him and Erod there. Uh, second star is Matthew Kachuk. The three points on the night. Once again, 37 points uh, since December 23rd for Chucky. And Erod will be my my third star on the night for for the Florida Panthers here. And and honorable mention, obviously not busy early on in in this one, but. Uh, did not allow this game to get any any closer to even two goals uh, w- once it was 5-2, which congratulations, by the way, to former Panthers prospect uh, John Ludwig on his first career NHL goal. Uh, who are your, um, who are your uh, three stars on the night for the Panthers? I'm going to start from three to one. I'm going to give my third star to Aaron Ekbad. Like I just discussed before, mm-hmm. he ended up scoring the goal that ended up being the game winner. And if that goal was never scored, I truly believe the Penguins are going to try to flip the script and flip the script and try to change momentum. Cause that's just, you know, you have a lot of those veterans back there that have been through adversity left, right, and sideways. They could have turned around. Ekblad took, like I said, took the puck in his own hands and said, no, on top of that, he finished the plus one that night and just, completely locked it down defensively with Gustav Forsling. And like I said, ultimately the game-winning goal. Um, for my second star, I'm going to give it to Anton Lundell. He had mm. two goals on the night and some and some of, some of the biggest ones that end up shutting down the rest of the game. And this is really, really good for, for him because he was struggling a lot earlier in the year, and I think he's finally starting to find his groove. And with the center depth Florida has, the rest of the NHL is in trouble if he's going. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be a problem, but he had arguably, like I said, a fantastic night, two goals, two goals on two shots, I might add, and a plus two on the night. He's, he was fantastic. Um, And number one, I'm a little bit biased. He is my favorite player, but <laughs> I got to give it to Matthew Kachuk because not only did he score, score a big goal and assist on the other two, he set the tone for the entire game. He got in players' heads. He set the physical tone. He was he pretty much went out and said, I'm not gonna let you bowl me around. This is what we're gonna do tonight. And because of that, they won that game five two. But he was a huge, huge piece in setting up a lot of the big goals for Lundell and establishing everything that gave him the five two win. Yeah. Um it that's a that's that I, I it's really hard to argue. I, I don't think there's any wrong answers here when it comes to when it comes to the three the, um you having Kachuk at number one or me having Lundell as uh, the first star of the game as well for, for the Panthers here uh, in, in this one and just continuing to, to provide uh, and to show their identity night in and night out when it comes to their just hard in your face type of game. And just looking at, uh, looking at Reinhardt, two shots on goal, bark off one. And this is on a night where, where, you're you're not getting you're you're getting the depth scoring there and you know 
obviously we don't recommend this every single night for the Panthers, but you know, when, when those other guys can get going, you're, you're pretty content. And also uh, right before the, I, I did write down this quote from Ryan Whitney from the alternate cast as well. And also he said that every part of the Panthers, game is strong and I, and that he doesn't know if they have to make a trade at the trade deadline. So interesting to see when a national, uh, uh, a national media person talks about that with the Panthers and just talking about the lack, the very little weaknesses uh, for, for the, for this team. Every team has weaknesses. We know that it's depth scoring as well. So, you know, and for the Panthers, I mean, we spoke about this yesterday. They had the three goals in the first two matchups, but one of them was an empty net, um, excuse me, an empty netter. The other one was a shootout winner. So I was very hesitant on thinking about the over on this one. This was a rare. This was a rarity in this season series uh, for for the Panthers as far as uh, taking the over uh, here as, as as well. But uh, something that we spoke about pre-recording, uh, Joey, eighteen road wins now, where they had nineteen all se- all, all of last year. Just I, I I can't believe that we're talking about this after. After think about Valentine's Day last year, would you think that there would be 18 road wins at February 14th? If we're judging by the team from last season, absolutely not. This team has just, they understand what the goal is. They still have that bitter taste in their mouth from this summer and it's driving everything they've been doing all season. There's a reason they're second in the Atlantic. There's a reason I think they're, what are they third now in the NHL now? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check that while you're talking, but uh, but go continue. Yeah, it's the reason why they've driven so hard, why they've gotten their game going. They have a goal in mind, and they, they want to actually get it done this season. They want to try to bring the first Stanley Cup to South Florida ever. And mm-hmm. everything you saw on the ice tonight, like I said, probably one of the most complete games of all season is the reason for that. They are tied for third in points with the Dallas Stars after tonight's game and two behind the Boston Bruins after they lost in a shootout last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning, which now the Panthers and the Bruins will be playing both at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Panthers at Sabres and and uh, Bruins at home against the Seattle Kraken. But let's turn the page actually now to uh, segment number three where we are going to preview Thursday night's game between the Florida Panthers and the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, viewed from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Game Time has deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive deals for tickets like football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seat for big-time savings. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
Third and final segment here on this Thursday, February 15th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday, here with Joey Ganzi of the Hockey Writers. And Joey, like we said in the previous segment, now 18 road wins uh, for the Panthers after getting 19 all season last year. Still lead the league in road wins, still lead the league in regulation wins. Um, excuse me, the Eastern Conference, excuse me, in regulation wins. Uh, as far as that, as far as uh, tops of the tops of the league, you know, only uh, six points behind the Vancouver Canucks with a game in hand. So, not, not that, not that I'm fully focused on a president's trophy, I'm just more focused on seeing what this team is creating as far as building towards the playoffs, even if they don't end up winning the, the the division but two points behind the Bruins so it's on it's on baby uh but Panthers at Panthers at Sabres uh tonight uh from from Key Bank Center in Buffalo uh doesn't doesn't look like that Owen Power will be playing for the Buffalo Sabres he did miss their last game uh, on uh on a game where they absolutely manhandled the Los Angeles Kings Ajay Kopitar was a minus six on the on the on the night as as well, and also here was one thing as far as what was discussed on sports talk radio uh, today, Joey, that Uka Pekalukanen, uh had his fourth shutout uh, on Tuesday, but Don Granado decides to direct the the question and talking about Devin Levi as well. So that was a little strange as far as. Not ta- not focusing on the goaltender who ha- who is starting to create, you know, and starting to get his game established there. But also for the Sabers, the four goals a game that they were that they had last season, that has that is not a part of their game this this year. It's still a lot of personnel that came back as well. I know uh, Tate Thompson has missed a whole bunch of games. Casey Middlestad is their leading goal scorer right now. Rasmus Dahlin is second in points uh, as as far as, and he's a defenseman as well. So still lots of questions as far as blue lines still for, for the Buffalo Sabres. Still have, we, we knew that coming into the year. We knew that there was a little bit of a question mark and goal uh, as far as can you have Devin Levi, who's right now in Rochester, but the start of the season was really what was the biggest question mark on having a guy who's just fresh off his ELC in the mix. And that's kind of thrown their season off as well. Um, how are you uh, viewing this matchup for the Panthers against the Sabres? I view this as a, as an important matchup. It's very, very hard to go into another building, especially on the second end of a back-to-back. But just because, you know, they're, they're trying to deflect, despite the fact that Peck and Uka, can I say that three times fast? Uka Luka Pekkanen. I'm so sorry. If I Uka Pekkanen. Uka Pekkanen. Like I said, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's a hard Hockey. name to pronounce. Hockey names. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, even though he had four shots, I still don't understand why the coach was trying to direct towards Devin Levi. I understand they see him as a starter for the future, but you need to ride the hot hand. In this league, you have to ride the hot hand. Something tells me there's some sort of internal conflict going on with that. If he's, if the mm-hmm. coach is saying something like that, and something is just amiss. But regardless, that doesn't mean you take this opponent lightly. You cannot take a single opponent lightly in the NHL. You just can't. But yeah, I'm also go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
continue. I was I was gonna say, um, I know we talked about Rasmus Dalin, we've talked about Casey Middlestad, and we've talked about Tage Thompson, but I want to point out something for uh JJ Peterka. Paterka. What's up? Paterka. Um, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Sabres fans are gonna hate me in the comments. <laughs> Uh, but J.J. Paterka, over his last five games, he has five goals and an assist. He's been on absolute tear recently, and I think he's going to be stepping up in the absence of uh, maybe potentially open power. But I think he's going to jump, try to jumpstart the scoring as much as he can. So look out for him to try to have a big game because, he, like I said, he's been on the tear. But, again, don't take this opponent lightly. Try to go with the same mindset. We understand Sam Reinhart and Alexander Barkov had bad nights but they can't have him back-to-back again. There's nothing wrong with relying on depth scoring, especially with the way it went tonight, but everyone needs to be firing on all cylinders tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or tonight, tonight, tonight. Yeah, I mean, Montour and and, uh, and Reinhardt, in the games that we've seen them against the Sabres, they get up for that matchup. So that is something to look at. And maybe maybe if we look at the pregame show for Bally Sports Florida, maybe one of them will pick uh, one of those two as far as that. Uh, also, you have Kyle Lopozo. Uh, playing on that top line he's usually playing on the fourth line it just also goes to show how much they're trying to create an, um, an offensive scoring punch with Kyle Okpozo being there and this uh, this franchise has had the reputation over the last few years of maybe bringing guys in a little too early and not leaving them in Rochester to de- to develop as well so that's another thing as far as as far as that but still lots of promise as far as talent wise but still just like the Panthers when they were going through their uh, their uh, their struggles of finding out their identity after Yager left, that that's another that's another that's that's what the Buffalo Sabers um, as far as their life cycle are currently in, because I believe I had the Sabers in the playoffs in in my uh, preseason uh, in my uh, preseason predictions as far as that because I was very I was very sold on on their goal scoring, but the the blue line was basically the only question young goaltending as well but you know this is another game where where the panthers like you said can't take them can't take the opponent lightly and listen it's a it's an opportunity to extend <laughs> crazy thing the road winning streak to 10 big opportunity i'm sure no morning skate tomorrow we're expecting stoli to be in in that for tomorrow tomorrow tonight excuse me and but the splits for Stolars on the road are we are incredible for for Stolars under two GAA uh, as far as that, and just the road penalty kill and just their ability to close the middle. That 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 is really what you gotta love about the Panthers as far as the, this continuous stretch of play as they continue to just climb up, climb up, and create that separation in the Atlantic Division, but. Joey, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, recapping this 5-2 to two win for the Florida Panthers over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online, my friend. Absolutely. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mr. Underscore, underscore Joser. I post articles every week covering the Panthers. Um, I post um, premium content that, that I believe is... I, have to, I forget how much it costs. It's just terrible for me to say. But um, I post premium content with the hockey writers for a monthly fee. That, and, we, and we also post free newsletters coming out every every or twice a month with a bunch of free articles covering what's new around the Florida Panthers and around the rest of the league. 
and I tell people this all the time. These days, to get some good journalism, you gotta pay a little bit of, of money. So that is the the times that we are in. So, uh, Joey, thank you so much, my friend, and I will see you next time. Thank you very much for having me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Joey Gansey. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.